Welcome to Wake Up and Listen with Don Burnett and Dr. Don. If you've been looking to get unstuck, have better relationships all around, release negativity, emotional blockages, and invite harmony into your life, you've stopped at the right place. Now, here are your co-hosts, Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Dr. Don. I am Dawn, and you're Dr. Dawn. Well, we're a pair of Dawns. <laughs> it's the Dawn and Dawn Show. It's our heart's desire to help shed some light on a topic that's not always comfortable for most people to talk about, and that's sex and intimacy. And to do that, we have an award-winning sex therapist, Gina Ogden. She's recognized as the creative masters in the field of sexology. She's the author, Don, of 10 books, professor, family therapist, researcher, and founder of the 4D Network for Body, Mind, Heart, and Soul. Her mission is to expand the practice of sex therapy beyond performance goals and behavior treatment. She has appeared in media from talk radio to the Oprah Winfrey Show. Hi, Gina. How are you? Welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Don? Oh, we're doing fabulous. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about our sex drive, Don, because people who are exhausted have low sex drives. Right? Absolutely. burning out their adrenal glands. That's right. From a health standpoint, I address that uh, considerably when I uh, talk to uh, customers or patients. Yeah, for sure. Are you engaged in the conversation now with us, Gina? So I'm here now. Yes. Oh, wonderful. I'm glad we could all connect. So yes. we were just we were talking about sex drive, Gina, and how so many people are exhausted and I think we've done it to ourselves by overcommitting our schedules and just loading it with so many activities. And the electronics today probably are playing a big part of that. What's your thoughts on that? I so agree. And especially as we get older and get more and more responsibilities. So I, one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you is um, that I've been in this practice for over four decades. And I did a, uh, a national survey in the late 90s with 4,000 people ages 18 to 86. And one of the astounding uh, things that I found was that the sexual satisfaction went up with every decade. And I had to really wonder, because that flies in the face of everything that we read about and the kinds of things that you and Don are talking about, about how we get, get so tired. But in fact, there's, there's a factor of growing older that um, means that we have a chance to outlive our old messages about sex, the stuff that says good girl don't and real men score. We have a chance to move beyond our old resentments. And in this sample, and I was asking about much more than just performance, what I found was that as people grow older, they become, they start to appreciate the relational richness of of the situations that they're in. And uh, kind of the bottom line is that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how much sex we have. It matters how good it is for us. Because so are you saying good that... for you, then it doesn't matter if you're having it or not having it. I got you. So is that why you were saying, because I was trying to connect there and want to make sure that the listeners are connected in what you were saying as well with the study that you did, as you get older, you're more satisfied quicker. And it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, it's because we are more connected as we get older from one to another rather than just the physical art of performing sex. That's true. We can be. This is not always true with everybody. But I think one of the ways in which 
sex research and sometimes therapists um, kind of don't help clients is that we may ask the wrong questions so that we have to understand that sex is, is more than just genital getting together or sometimes even more than just physical getting together. There's a whole, what I found, is a four-dimensional uh, sense of body, mind, heart, and spirit, and that sex is connected to our whole lives. And as we get older, at least some people, are much more appreciative of that. Yeah, you're exactly right, uh, uh, Gina. You know, actually, on the first third of our lives, we are on a basically a physical plane. The second third, kind of like on a mindful plane. On the third level, or the third uh, aspect of life, the last third of our lives, we're on a soulful plane. And absolutely, when you're on a physical plane when you're younger, uh, you're just it's mostly physical sex that you're interested in, male and female, especially from the male side. But then as you work your way up into soulfulness, you're absolutely right. Your values change. They increase soulfully, which is really where true love or the best of relationships are. But time seems to have to pass between the immature uh, young person all the way up to the older person that has greater soulful or loving qualities. Well, it's not only that. You can have real soul gasms. <laughs> I mean, if the, if the, the physical is still there. It's not that you move from one to the other. It's that it can all become richer. But I'm, I'm right with you, Don. Mm, yes, exactly. I think we're whole people as we get older. We're just more mature. Hooray for the older folk. Hooray. <laughs> Aging yeah. is beautiful. So, Gina, as we're talking about, you know, having overtaxed out schedules and, and all the electronics interfering and making us exhausted, what are some ways, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners plugged in right now wanting to know this question, what are some ways that men and women can boost their sex drive? Well, first of all, by admitting that we have them. Uh, secondly, as we go, grow older, understanding that our desires change over time. I mean, sometimes I will ask clients uh, who are saying, we want to have sex the way we did when we were 20. And I say, are you still decorating your house with orange shag carpets and bookcases with, uh, with cinder blocks? <laughs> and they laugh. Mm -hmm. And we have to update what it is we want. And one of the exercises that I routinely suggest to couples is, first of all, that they show some interest in one another. And secondly, that, that they spend some time, I mean, you can even do an exercise back and forth um, by saying to each other, I can turn myself on by, in other words, you're taking responsibility for, uh, for the turn on. It's not, you, you're responsible for what turns me on. But I can turn myself on by breathing or feeling fully connected or taking care of myself or noticing that my body is beautiful even though it's changing. And when we, when we interact back and forth with sentences that if I say I turn myself on by such and such, and then you say the sentence back about what turns you on, then we have a conversation going that probably we have never had before. Yeah, so it sounds a lot like, you know, it's going to take a little bit of conscious effort. I don't want to say the word work because nobody really gets excited about the word work when they're already busy. But it sounds like a conscious decision to make an effort that you desire to have 
a more beautiful relationship in that area. And really, I mean, you should be joined by the heart reasons anyway. So connecting your heart and love for one another and having that passion and desire to really work things out together. Totally. I mean, if you think about it, sex is consciousness. Or put the other way, how good is unconscious sex? Uh, People get arrested for that. Um, it, it sexuality is you can even call it a level of consciousness. Yeah, it's exactly. One of the ways that human beings connect with ourselves, with each other, and with something larger than ourselves. Yeah, so it really is about connecting with one another, and we're going to get deeper into that. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, Gina's going to share how connecting our spirit can enhance our sexual performance. We'll be back in a moment. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free five keys to unlocking success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you or someone you know interested in attending college? With both college tuition and college enrollment up 60% since 2002, there is a lot of competition and careful planning needs to be a part of the process. Tune in to Getting In, a College Coach Conversation. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton and featuring a team of college coach experts, we'll bring you the tips, techniques, and know-how to navigate the road to college and do so the smart way. Listen live every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back, listeners. It's time to wake up. We've been talking today with our guest, Gina Ogden, about how sex plays an important part in our overall well-being. For those of you who are just joining us in the show, we're talking about connection and, and really how sex is a conscious decision and how important it is to be connected. And what goes hand in hand with connection is spirituality. So, Gina, I want to Go down the path of, you know, organized religion. For some people, they can feel that it hinders their sexuality based on what they've been fed as what they should believe versus maybe a partner that they're going out to find or one that they already have, which may have a different kind of belief. So can you give us some advice on how our listeners can, you know, connect beliefs in sex and how it can hinder. So I think what you say is really interesting. And indeed, uh, religion, which is, is basically the teachings of a tradition, um, uh, can very often get in the way of how we express ourselves, body, mind, heart, and spirit, and particularly body um, and excitement and love with, with another human being. And many religious traditions will, will kind of cut 
sexuality and spirituality right down the middle and say, you know, over on the spiritual side, this is good, and the sexual side is bad, and we've got to make a lot of rules about it. Um, You can only do X, Y, Z when you're married, or you can only do it with a man and a woman, or what whatever the particular rules happen to be. And I when when I'm teaching other therapists or leading clients in my retreats, I I lead them in what I call the four dimensional wheel, which includes body, mind, heart and spirit. And in the spiritual place I always make the distinction between the kind of religion we've just talked about and spirituality, in which there is a sense of direct connection with the divine, however you define the divine, which might be God or it might be goddess or it might be nature or wolf or tree, or it might be, it might be just a sense of love or um, passion, and it is very often connected. It's it's very often embodied. So uh, when we're talking about the kind of differences that people have, if I'm a Catholic and you're an atheist, or however you want to... um, characterize people who come together, I would put them on the wheel and say, well, what, what, does, what do your beliefs mean to you? Where are you standing when you're embodying your beliefs? Are you, are you, is this just a mental construct only? Or is this something that feels as if it has meaning for your body and meaning for your heart? So I really engage couples in talking about where literally locating themselves on the wheel, where they are when they're talking about their beliefs, whether they're religious beliefs, cultural beliefs, social beliefs, physical beliefs, emotional beliefs. Mm-hmm. We're filled with beliefs because we've had them pumped into us since childhood. I can understand the uh, when you define spirit, but how would you define mind and heart? When we're talking about the mind, it's the way that I usually define it, although I let people define it for themselves mostly. But this is the place where we, it's the, the place where we say, I think. These are the messages that, uh, that we come into our relationship with. I think um, that good girls should not have sex before marriage because this is what I've been taught might be one of the I think messages. Or I think that men should uh, know everything there is to know about sex and always always be able to get an erection. And if you can't get an erection easily, that means you're not a real man. So it's the place of, of, thought, of I think, and of judgment. Whereas the place of heart is the place where we open up to love. It's, it's the emotional. It's glad, mad, sad, scared. It's the place of I love, I hate, I feel wonderful. I'm angry. It's the place of pure emotion. Mm, understandable. Yeah, I always under kind of understood what I've read is that emotions are kind of centered in the cells of the body, and you know they're conditioned. And after you know many many thoughts and and uh, interacting with another human being, after a while the cells are in, trained to align in a certain way. Uh, to have a certain a feeling, an emotion, a chemical, electrical uh, connection, uh, some kind of a formula that the, the body cell has, 
And so when you're exposed to maybe some similar thought, boom, you have an immediate emotion uh, that you had learned in the past because of the past conditioning. Uh, I always thought that was kind of an interesting uh, thought. That's fascinating. I'm already moving you around the wheel because if you stand in the place of the body, your body has intelligence and then you move to the place of emotion and you understand that the that what we experience in our bodies, what we sense, feel, taste, smell, etc., has is absolutely connected to our emotions. And our emotions are absolutely connected to what we know, what we have been taught, and and we are conditioned in all of those quadrants, including including our spirituality. What it's okay, what it's okay to feel, how it's okay to connect, and yeah. and what what our sexuality means in our lives at a certain yeah. age. Sex might mean I want to have a baby. Um, at another age and stage, it might mean I want to feel loved or I want to feel connected or I want to feel free and risque. Yeah, I can see your work everybody. really, Gina, just freeing a lot of people because conditioned thinking, whether it be Parental guidance, lack of parental guidance, like I said, uh, the church, religious beliefs, I know, say this is the way it is, this is the way how you should live your life, and then judgment, condemnation falls on somebody, it can be a hindrance block, but also I see your work as a lot of times people can view sex as an outside method of something of of an outside gain and what you're doing is you're bringing it back which has been the purpose of all of our our guests and the show is it brings it back front and center to self and connecting with self because now you're moving around the wheel like you said and it's coming more into a heart and a love position act rather than just this separate act Yes, I, I love what you're saying. I love the title of your show, Wake Up and Listen. And this is really, this is, this is what I hold space for with clients in my retreats and with people that I train. So we help them move among these body, heart, mind, spirit, so that they can locate where they are, and the point is that dysfunction happens when we get stuck in one of those quadrants, when we get stuck in our heads, or stuck in religion, or even stuck in our bodies about, oh, I'm, I'm, I have to have sex or I'm going to die. Um, so it's a question of fluidity. How can we step into all of these parts of ourselves and honor every part of myself and honor every part of my partner's self. And how can we wake up and listen to ourselves and to each other? You're exactly right. Being love, and I emphasize the word being love, is what humans are all about. When we're born as babies, Uh, We are all about love. We have not learned any human-made interferences, guilt and anger and jealousy and ego and all the stuff that goes on with that. But being love 24-7 is a challenge for an adult. And being love uh, is really the soul freely revealed as it was in a child. So when you remove those uh, human-made interferences, uh, there you are with the center of uh, your whole body, which is love. And being love 24-7 is what uh, people... People, man and woman should attain in the rest of their lives. That's why they say be childlike in nature, because that's what a child is all about, is love. That's right. <clears throat> and when you mix the, the concept of child with the concept of sex, you run into a lot of trouble. So, so we, yeah. have to create, we have to create constructs that allow us to grow up into an adult sense of what it means to be in a give and take 
physical, emotional, mental, spiritual relationship that is connected to our child self because our past is always with us. Yeah, exactly. And and I think a lot of people right now, Gina, are really learning the definition of the word love because a lot of people have in their mind it may be an act that displays love, but is that really what love is? And so you're helping to bring people back to that overall redefining love. And I know a lot of people who can get love confused is people that have experienced abuse. So we're getting ready to go to a commercial break. When we come back, we'll be discussing about how this abuse can hinder our sexual performance. So stay tuned. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free Five Keys to Unlocking Success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn, naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show... Please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Welcome back to Wake Up and Listen. I'm Don Burnett. I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Don, and our guest, Gina Ogden. For those of you who are just joining us, We have been uncovering the secrets about sex and blockages. So, Gina, as we were wrapping up and going to a commercial break, we're just getting ready to address the subject of abuse. You know, there's a lot of people out there and more and more people are stepping forward that have been through abuse and trauma such as rape, molestation. This can have a huge impact on how a person views their body. So what advice can you give to them for those that are struggling with an image problem due to, stro- you know, the trauma and stuff they've been through. Well, I think this is so important to address, Dawn, and I'm glad you're bringing it up. And particularly in light of what's going on uh, in our current presidential campaign, um, that the uh, Republican candidate has been uh, viewed as, as having abused a lot of women. And so it's becoming more and more out there as permissible to talk about in this culture. And for that, I have to thank him. That it's kind of, uh, in spiritual circles, we would call it coyote energy to be able to get a topic like that so that it's everyday conversation because so often, so often it's women who are abused, although men can be too, and so often it's not okay to talk about. So number one 
is for is to be able to recognize that there has been some kind of sexual abuse or control or hurt um, that has happened. And number two is to be able to open your mouth and talk about it with somebody who can listen. And that may be a counselor and maybe a friend or a co-worker, but that sometimes is enough. Um, beyond that, I, again, invoke this four-dimensional wheel of sexual experience, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. I cannot tell you the number of times I have guided somebody around the wheel to say, tell me, tell me your story, and where does your story begin? Does it begin in the physical in your body sensation? Does it begin in the emotional, in the place of the heart? Does it begin in the spiritual, where your soul has somehow been raped or molested? Does it begin in the mental, where you have, where, where your, your very thoughts have been twisted um, by some kind of gaslighting? And so I ask people to walk around and literally step into the place where they want to tell their story. And maybe it begins in the physical. My evil stepfather touched me when I was eight over and over again. And, she, and the person will start to cry. So I'll say, wonderful, now stand in the emotional quadrant. And tell me the story again. And there will be sobbing, possibly, about the story and, and some anger. And very often what comes out of that is sort of a moral finger-pointing. Men shouldn't do that to little girls. And I'll say, that's, that's a thought. Come over and tell the story again from the mental point of view. And... The, she'll go through all of the messages um, around this, which might be extremely complex because there are so many messages in our culture that are abusive to women, abusive to men, abusive to really good sexuality. And when she's told the story from those perspectives, I will guide her into the spiritual quadrant and say, what does this mean? Now that you've told the story in these ways and expanded your story, tell me, tell me, tell me what's happening in terms of, of meaning, of connection. What is this like for you? And sometimes she'll go around again and again just retelling the story until it is told enough that it makes sense that it's no longer, that her past is no longer present. Like when her beloved lover touches her on the, on the knee or the heart or, or on her shoulder, it no longer feels like the wicked stepfather because she's been able to differentiate and she's been able to grow herself up to her adult self. I realize I've made a long speech. Well, no, Gina, that was beautiful. I was moving around the wheel the whole time as you were taking through the different quadrants, imagining I'm that girl standing in, telling different stories, and how beautiful of your taking them to that place of wholeness, and you're taking them through those different quadrants, and like you said, many times over sometimes, that girl will take herself around and around, and what she's doing, we had a Kirsty on our show a couple weeks ago when we were talking about peeling the layers of the onion, and that's basically what you're doing. You're helping them shed layer and layer and layer of heaviness that they have been carrying around, emotional baggage, all kinds of stuff for years and years, but but baggage not in a bad way. I mean, that that was very hard for them to go through that, and they, they carried around, but now they finally like get to set that case down 
and be whole and shed all of those layers. How beautiful. Well, how beautiful that you got it so fast. Because when a story is, is told in this way, it changes. And it's so often, as a therapist, and you probably have had the same experience, a woman will come in and say something like, I was abused when I was eight years old, and therefore, now that I'm 48, I'm a woman who never comes to orgasm. And that's kind of the whole story. It gets caught in that little loop. And if you can expand, help the person expand their story, they can begin to locate themselves um, in very different ways. And you can see their bodies just just grow and expand and become shining and beautiful in, in a whole different way. And their self-esteem is, is what really grows. And if there's one thing that is really important for wonderful sex, it is self-esteem. You Absolutely. have to feel good about yourself before you can accept or take in the love and good feelings from your partner. Now, you brought up a very, it could be a sensitive point here when you say you've got to feel good about yourself. And I 100% agree with you because my whole brand is connection. But, Uh you know, something that tends to maybe cause an hindrance of feeling good about yourself could be what's portrayed in Hollywood. So how would you say Hollywood has influenced sex? Well, I, I think it's, it's not just Hollywood. It's, it's Twitter. It's YouTube. It's <laughs> on and on. It's the, per, the myth of the perfect body. Um, it's stereotyping how sex should be, whatever that might be. Usually it's heterosexual, and usually it's young. Um, And if you don't fit in that model, then there is something wrong with you. So, uh, yeah, we have to learn. And this, again, if you you do this four-dimensional wheel for yourself, you can, you can, you can get into that mental quadrant and you can tick off all of those messages about how, how, you've been, how you've been brainwashed about how you should be or how you shouldn't be and how it's not okay for women to ask for what they want or it's not okay for men to show tender feelings and vulnerable feelings. And then we're stuck in these stereotypical relationships, which by middle age are literally like chess, stalemates. We are stalemates and stalemating each other. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but, you know, Hollywood, to me, uh, they put women and they uh, look upon women as, you know, a physical entity. Uh, they emphasize totally the physicalness of a woman. And it, it then, you know, it's no wonder, uh, you know, you, women are portrayed in the uh, a man's life as a physical being, sexual being, a physical sexual being. And we're not really looking at the mental spiritual, which is the longer lasting part of a, a relationship. And uh, so, to me... I see uh, the media in all of it, Twitter, you know, TV, all of that stuff is absolutely ruining the culture in this country. If you look back about 100 years, they didn't have all this nonsense going on. That's my opinion. Wait a minute. I I have to leap in here. I think the media is the culture in this country. And I, you know, I agree with you up to a point, but I think that if you go back 100 years, there were still those messages. We had different media. Maybe we didn't have movies. We had the perils of Pauline. Um, The talkies were just coming in. But even before that, we had books, we had drawings. You can go back and back and back into art until you get to the real uh, goddess cultures where 
where uh, women's bodies were venerated in a spiritual way. So excuse me for jumping on you, Don. No, no but, problem. <laughs> no, I, I think we would all agree here, Gina, that, y- you know, it's a, it's a multitude of different things that can create these sexual blockages. We're getting ready to go to a commercial break, but before we do, Gina, your 4D wheel and the healing, that applies to people. Wow, what a movement. Can you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you and follow your work? Sure, and I would love to be in touch with your listeners. I have two websites. One is my name, GinaOgden.com, and the other is my network, the 4DNetwork.com, and that's the number 4-D for four-dimensional, 4DNetwork.com. I have a new book just out. It's called Exploring Desire and Intimacy. It's a workbook. Um, I teach at Esalen and many other places and would love to see you. Wow, Gina, so much great advice today. And I know you've got incredible videos up on YouTube that we've watched some ourselves. So thank you so much for being a guest on the show, supplying us with truth about sex and how we can connect our emotions and our body. When we come back, Dr. Don and I are going to share some moments of our own truth about sex and performance. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah, you. Are you tired of feeling stuck? Well, this can be your disconnect of the past. We can help you live the life of your dreams. All you have to do is check out a new dawn naturalsolutions.com and get started by making a shift and signing up for your free Five Keys to Unlocking Success as featured in Jack Canfield's The Road to Success book, Volume 2. That's a new dawn naturalsolutions.com. We're here to help you connect to ultimate wellness. A new dawn natural solutions. Take control of your health and live a natural way to a better life. Why do some people seemingly make the same mistakes when it comes to love and relationships? What is the best way to find love? Make a visit each week to Destination Love. Host Shelley Pumphrey will bring what you need to know to find love. No, it's not about the next fad, dating site tips, scoring the first date, or looking your best. Rather, it's empowerment, knowing that your authentic self works best and the science behind finding love. Destination Love is live Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. This is Wake Up and Listen. If you have a question or comment about the show, please send an email to wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. That's wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Or you can even post them to our Facebook page. Just search Wake Up and Listen. Now, back to the show. Here's Don Burnett and Dr. Don. Hey, welcome back, listeners, to Wake Up and Listen. I'm going to divert a little bit here off topic from what we've been talking about. I want to give a shout out to the Chicago Cubs because I'm wearing my shirt I got two years ago at Wrigley Field. Now, no hard feelings for the rest of our crew on here that are for the opposite team, but I just had to get that shout out there. So bringing us back to front and center, I'm joined by my co-host, Dr. Don. Say hi, Dr. Don. And we've been talking with our guest about sex and how to connect our emotions and our body. So I want to go a little deeper on that, Don, and maybe, you know, share some truths and some secrets with our listeners about how our thoughts have hindered our own, you know, ability, whether it be to perform or our thought process on what's healthy sex versus not healthy. 
And, you know, I do want to expand a little bit on the topic of religion. And I'm not against anybody's religion. Let's just put that right there. I'm a very spiritual person. Um, But definitely just like somebody who's had very conservative parents, if you're brought up and you're told life can only be a certain way, I think it can definitely cause some hindrances in a sexual relationship. What do you think, Don? Oh, absolutely. Uh, When you think about it, all religions are based on beliefs. And brother, we have like 10,000 different Protestant religions in this country. And we got, you know, Catholicism, the Mormons, Jehovah's and whoever else. And they're, you know, at, at our church, we believe. And then the other one says, well, at our church, we feel we believe. Well, so what's the truth? You know, basic bottom line, the truth. Basically, I look at love as enhancing the welfare of another human being. When you're enhancing the welfare of another human being or beings, you must be doing something right because that's what love is. Love is about enhancing the welfare of another person. So when, and see, in our country, we're, we're way too uh, stuck in the uh, first third of life. Uh, which is physical. So physical sex dominates. Well, that's what Hollywood's all about is physical sex. So, you know, we got to get out of that because that's uh, ruining the life and the youth of America. So people under 30 years of age in this country, uh, they're so confused. Uh, They're reading all kinds of psychology books to try to straighten out their heads. Well, straighten out their heads. It's tough when you don't come from a loving family. I was blessed with an absolute phenomenal mother and father and aunts and uncles. So I live love, so I don't have to read about love. I lived it. I know it because I lived it. So for me, all these problems that we've talked about in the first five shows, I don't have those problems. So I have nothing to correct, nothing to peel off the onions, you know, and stuff like that. And so, (laughs) you know, so I was fortunate. I mean, I'm absolutely blessed. So in my life, in my practice and everything, I do nothing but love others. And it comes naturally for me because that's my purpose. If you folks knew my mother and father, you would say, oh, are you ever fortunate to have them for parents? But today, the media is feminizing the male and uh, masculinizing, masculinizing the female. That's what's happened today. And, you know, you are very blessed, Don, because, you know, I'm the opposite of your story and grew up with a lot of abuse in my life. So I didn't have that beautiful 4D wheel, but through getting my honors degree in alternative medicine, it took me through those four quadrants of her wheel and I'm very grateful I'm whole today but it was a process you know whether you're verbally abused sexually abused you know a lot of people listening may just think it's sexual abuse verbal abuse is a real biggie that can hinder sexual beliefs and thought process about if somebody's constantly being put down about their body and then you know Gina was saying about having a good self-esteem and good self-image but if somebody's gone through years and years and years of verbal abuse that's going to take time to heal so I'm blessed that I'm now on the other side but you know I feel for our listeners on the other end that they may be sitting here and they can't relate to your you know fairy tale Walt Disney World life which was wonderful I would have loved to have met your parents my grandparents were very loving like that too so I'm very blessed that I you know had that as a mirror image in my life or my goodness I'd hate to think of you know where I ended up in adulthood but you were getting back to you know Hollywood and our thought process you know one of the biggest words that stuck out to me and we're going to have the wonderful pleasure of talking to Guru Dev in a couple of weeks. Yay, get ready. You want to talk about raising your vibrations and your vibration and your level of consciousness. He'll definitely do that for you. But he, you know, talks a lot about the ego. And I think, you know, as you're saying, Hollywood and thought process, that's what comes up. And, and it's not that all of Hollywood people are bad. I don't want to give that image because there are some really, really good people that are, you know, portraying good images in Hollywood. It's not all bad. But there is a lot of ego that can be wrapped up in that. And I think it's the ego of man and woman that is getting in the way, that is looking at sex as more of got to have it, got to have this personal fulfillment. It's got to be a certain way. Next, 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 if you're not the right. And it's damaging themselves as well as the other people that they're coming in contact with. You're absolutely right. I know one thing that Gina mentioned, and you asked her about uh, how do you increase your sex desire or just whatever for sex. Uh, basically, the best, na- the best natural aphrodisiac 
is loving sex. Well, what's loving sex? First, you have to know what sex is. If somebody should ask you, what is sex? Or, I'm sorry, what is love? What would you say? Most people, you ask 20 people, you got 20 different definitions. Basically, love is, uh, you know, serving or giving to another without motive, expecting nothing in return. So, when you talk about a natural uh, aphrodisiac, when you are fully loved in your, all your actions 24-7, you radiate this and other people pick it up. This is where the attractant comes in. Because when you're all loving, people sense it in you. They can recognize it uh, being around you. You are just loving. You're not a taker. You're a giver. You're, you're not, you don't have the ego thing. You're not trying to inflate yourself and impress others. You're just a giver. And so consequently, loving sex is the greatest aphrodisiac. And when you talk about uh, love, it's, it's patience, kindness, truthfulness, sincerity, integrity, and honor. Soulful traits. That's powerful sex. Now, something, because we've only got about one minute till we start wrapping things up, Don. so you're going to have to do this in speed form. But I know there's probably some listeners on here that are exhausted, have flatlined adrenals, got hormone imbalances. I want to encourage our listeners to go out. Don't be embarrassed about it. There are underlying hormonal problems that are getting in the way of sex drive. So in one minute, take our listeners to that place and help give some advice on that. Okay. Everybody in this country is malnutrition. You got to know that. I don't care if you shop at Whole Foods. That's only 30% organic. Never mind what it says on the label. The soil in this country is totally depleted. Uh, the bugs don't even live in it. You know, earthworms, beetles, they moved out. Only humans are the idiots still living in it. But your organs in your body is made of exactly what you're eating for food. You are what, you're, what you eat. And so hormones, the, the, all the organs of the body, all the systems work in harmony and balance when they're well fed with uh, foundational nutrition. You have to change your diet. We're a carboholic country, too much sugar absolutely destroys the body, destroys hormones, destroys uh, mineral absorption, makes you uh, achlorhydria, you don't have enough hydrochloric acid in your stomach, and it causes diabetes, arthritis, cancer, you name it. So you have to change your dietary uh, scheme in your life. You absolutely have to do it. Go more toward the paleo diet. Yeah, so it sounds like in bringing this all to a close, Don, that you're saying, you know, the first thing, and I would agree with that as a wellness strategist, it all starts with the diet that can cause those blown out, you know, gut walls, hormonal imbalances, and what have you. So please go see your doctor if you're feeling lethargic, if you have low sex drive, there's solutions, natural compounds, ways to fix it. But we want to thank you for listening. If you have any questions about the show, please email us at wakeupandlistenradio at gmail.com. Look us up on Facebook, Wake Up and Listen Radio, or give me a tweet on A New Dawn Natural Solutions. Use the hashtag Wake up and listen radio. That's all we have time for now. Tune in next Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to be talking with Dr. Barbara DeAngelis about the importance of limiting beliefs and how they keep us stuck from our spiritual awakening. Go Cubs. Bye. That's bye. Bye for now. That's all we have time for. Thank you for tuning in this week. Wake Up and Listen is broadcast live every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Be sure to join Don Burnett and Dr. Don again for our next show. 